We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Pacer Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and happy Sunday to you. We got Michael J. Fachi here with us to talk about this schedule. Fachi, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, but man, talking about the schedule reminds me of last year when it's kind of tough. We broke down, you know, win or loss by each game. We didn't individually break down, you know, maybe the ins and outs of the game, but we picked the winners and the losers, and we both didn't feel great about the number of wins the Pacers had. Some people were offended. Some people said, yeah, you know what? That sounds just about right. And in the end, it was the Indiana Pacers that um, outperformed what many had picked for them. So I think things might be different this time around, but I'm hoping no matter what we pick today, (laughs) Alex, that these Indiana Pacers outperform the schedule once again. Yeah, no, this is a really fun exercise to do as we go through and pick each and every game on the schedule. We're going to break it down by month. And just a reminder, Fachi brought this up on our schedule breakdown podcast last week, but only 80 games scheduled right now because of the play-in turn, or excuse me, the in-season tournament. So just a little bit of a note there. If you if you think, well, you guys only had so many wins and whatever and so many losses, you only had 80 games less because it's all that's scheduled right now. So we do not know what's going to happen that second week of December because if we do not make the play-in tournament, or why do I keep saying play-in? It's so hard to to get those two confused. The end-season tournament, then we will have, I believe, two regular season games during that week, right? Yep. Okay, so that is how it is all broken down there. So we'll just have to play that one by ear. But Fachi, I'm ready to get things started if you are. Let's start things off in October, Wednesday opening night, the 25th. What do you got? Pacers, Wizards. Who's getting the dub? Oh, man, the Pacers are kicking off the season 1-0 against the Wizards. Taking care of business at home. Gotta love it. 
I love it too. I got the Pacers getting their first W, and then they have two days off before they visit the Cleveland Cavaliers Saturday at seven thirty of October twenty eighth. Who do you uh, who do you have winning that game? Fortunately, I got Cleveland. They were a very good home team last year, and I just think that Cleveland, the team that uh, you know they're hungry, they got a little bit better. I think Cleveland takes that one. Yeah, I had the same thing. This was a tough one. I mean. The Pacers could win this game. I, I don't think it's impossible to beat Cleveland. They actually played them decently well last year. So it'll be interesting to see how those two teams match up. And then to close out the month of October, because like we talked with Chris Aneri and, and stuff, because of FIBA, the season starts a week later this year. So you only get three games in October. So we're going to close out the month of October um, the 30th against the Chicago Bulls at home, win or loss. I'm going with a win. Okay, so me and you are the exact same so far through the first three games of the season, both sitting at 2-1 and one after October. Now let's transition to November, where we've got a handful of games here. Wednesday on the road, the 1st of November, at Boston, 7.30 p.m. tip-off. What you got? Going Boston. It's just one of those where, hey, look, we played Boston pretty well last year, but make no mistake about it, Boston is a really good team. That one in Boston... I think the Celtics take it. Yeah, it's a tough game right there on the road that early on in the season. Still trying to get that chemistry established with your with your core guys. So I, too, have Boston winning that one. But then the Pacers have a five-game homestand, Fachi. Starting things off with an in-season tournament game that Friday the 3rd against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are they picking up a W or are you giving them another loss? I want to say they're picking up a W, but I have them, unfortunately, fetching an L. Okay, I actually have them winning this game against okay. the Cavaliers. I think they're going to get things back if after they lose that one game to Cleveland just a few days before that, about a week before that. So get their revenge. They're going to be playing a back-to-back against Charlotte. I have them beating the Hornets that Saturday night. Fachi, I don't know if you do or uh, not, but I, I think that the Hornets are an interesting team this year. They could beat the Pacers. The Pacers could should beat them every time, but they still have enough talent where they could beat the Pacers with the roster they currently have. Who do you have winning that game on the second night of a back-to-back? I got the Pacers taking down Charlotte, and I'm with you over there. You see Charlotte on the schedule, and you start to lick your chops and almost feel like it's like, all right, this is a free sample right over here. But look, Charlotte is going to be a team that should be better, but not this game in November. That is for the Pacers. All right, so so far for our homestand, you've got the Pacers 1-1. One and one. After the first two games, I have them 2-0. and oh. And we're going to keep that winning streak alive because I have the Pacers going 3-0 and after they're beating Victor Wimbanyama in his only visit to Cambridge Fieldhouse. What do you have that Monday night? Pacers hey, Wim- Wimby, it was nice seeing you, but please pack this L, all right? <laughs> Put it in your bag and take it back to San Antonio because the Pacers are taking that one. All right, so you have them on a two-game winning streak. I have them on a three-game winning streak. Fachi, will your winning streak continue against the Utah Jazz? The winning streak continues. We're taking down the Jazz. We're protecting home court, and I feel pretty good about that one. Look, Utah, I I think that uh, uh, a team that, hey, this game could really go either way, but I think it leans in the Pacers' favor. Yeah, this is where I have a four-game winning streak for your Pacers to start the year off. They're going to feel pretty good about themselves. They're going to be sitting there with just two losses on the year, I think. So for me, or yeah, two losses for so far at this point for them. So I've got them beating Utah, too, on a four-game winning streak, but that winning streak is going to come to a screeching halt as they're on the second night of a back-to-back playing the Milwaukee Bucks at home, a Bucks team that just they've, – they've had 
the Pacers number, it feels like, for the last 10 years. But the Pacers recently have done a pretty good job against the Bucks with Halliburton and uh, once he's been acquired. But I just feel like this is going to be – I couldn't I couldn't see them winning five games in a row this early on. I think that a Bucks win here makes a lot of sense. Look, a five-game winning streak, those don't come around often, and no. I think it's probably a little bit too early in the season. Uh, I have the Pacers losing to Milwaukee as well. Look, we stole one from the Bucks last year, yeah. a game that no one expected and maybe some people didn't want either as it was late in the season. But uh, nonetheless, Pacers did win that game, but I don't think they'll win this one. Absolutely. So then they have two days off before they go to Philadelphia for two games. back Not back-to-back. Back. They play a Sunday and a Tuesday versus Philly. Sunday is the 12th. Tuesday is the 14th. The 14th is the in-season tournament, but the 12th is not an in-season tournament game. So let's look at those two Philly games there. Fachi, what do you think the Pacers do? For the non-in-season tournament, the game on the 12th, I have the Pacers picking up a loss to Philly. I, okay. I hope this is the year that we could really get past Philly and not, you know, maybe lose the this, this season series like a say three to one or anything like that in the past. But for this game, I have uh, the 76ers win. All right. That Sunday game, I actually have the Pacers getting another W here, Fachi. I think the two okay. days off after the Bucks game gives them enough time to rest. That Sunday, they'll be a little bit refreshed. They can go into Philadelphia, pick up the win. But then I have them losing on the 14th after beating Philadelphia, maybe in a little bit of a surprise fashion knowing that Joel Beat will probably be healthy and, and ready to dominate like he always does. But I, I think that we split these games. But if after seeing or after giving the Pacers a win against Cleveland in the end season tournament game early on in this month, I felt like I had to have them lose here to Philadelphia, just knowing that this game could mean a little bit more. Well, this is where I flip-flop it because right. I have the Pacers beating the 76ers okay. here. Look, I, I wanted to show the Pacers some love for this in-season tournament. I couldn't do it against Cleveland early on, but I do think the fact that you're playing the 76ers twice enables for you to account for some adjustments. And I think at that point, the Pacers make the adjustments. They split that series, just like you mentioned. Just I had them winning an in-season tournament game. You had them you know, winning the regular season game. Mm -hmm. So then they get four days off, which is just weird to see so early on. But they have four days off after that game in Philly. So they play that Tuesday and then don't play again till the next Sunday at home against Orlando. So they're going to be able to get some nice practice time in there. What do you think they do against the Magic? I think they respond with a win. I think yep. the time off is real good for them. Look, I don't want to overlook this Magic team. They're young and they could be feisty. They very well could be, you know, nipping on the heels of being a playing team. But I think the Pacers take this one. Okay. Then they have a day off and then go on the road to play the Atlanta Hawks in another in-season tournament game. Do you have them winning that one or losing that? Fortunately, I have them losing to the Hawks. Okay. I, I have the same. And if I didn't say I have them beating Orlando as well, have them losing to Atlanta. Then they're back home third night out of four games after all that time off, which we knew was going to happen because when you have that much time off, you know you're about to get a bunch of games in a row. But they're coming back home after that game against Atlanta to play the Toronto Raptors, a team they played pretty well last year, Fachi. I have them picking up another W here. As do I. I Look, we don't know how Toronto's going to finish the season, but at this point early on, they, stood, they should still have Siakam, OG, and, you know, that whole group. But I still think the Pacers pick up a win in Indiana. It'll be a tough one, but I think they do it. All right, so then we have another home game against the Detroit Pistons, the last in-season tournament game. Do they get that W? 
They do. And in this situation, I have the Pacers going two and two in the in-season tournament up to yeah. this point. I, I I too had them two and two, but I had them losing to Philly, beating Cleveland. And I think you had the complete uh, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You had them yep. beating Philadelphia, but losing to Cleveland. I know Cleveland was your pick to come out of that bracket. So that does make some sense. They finished up, finish up that three-game home stretch there. Monday against Portland, a team that we really don't know what they're going to look like yet because we haven't seen Damian Lillard uh, get traded, but he could be. What do you think happens there at Portland? We get the win or we get in the loss? I think we get the win. I, I just don't know. I mean, expectations for this Blazers team has to be very low, assuming Dame gets moved. Even if he doesn't, it doesn't look like a great team on paper. So I feel confident the Pacers get that win, which has both of us at a three-game winning streak for the Pacers at that moment, assuming you pick the Pacers. Yeah, I, I actually had the Pacers winning this game too. Just yeah. feel like Portland's in a tough spot, and I thought, you know what, I've got them having a four-game winning streak at home here and a three-game winning streak. Feeling like I'm being pretty optimistic this year <laughs> early on with this team. So, And we talked about it. We said they got to win these early games. I felt like these two months here to start the year off with, were pretty winnable games. They had some tough ones in there, but for the majority of them, they're winnable. But closing this November month out on the road against Miami, like we said, they could have Dame, they could not, but I just think this is going to be a tough game for them. So I had them ending the month with a loss. So do I. I look Miami, a team that I think the Pacers had struggled with at times, and the Pacers also beat Miami. You know, when Halliburton went from one game having, I think it was one point to the next, I think it was, you know, dropping, I think it was close to 40 in the game winner. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. But I think in this situation, Miami takes down the Pacers and you're all right with it in a situation where the Pacers are coming off of a three game winning streak. I had them winning, I think, five of their last six. So they, they cool down after a little bit. All right, Foch, let me ask you this for the month of November. What was your win loss total? Eight and six in the month of November and through the year, that puts them at ten and seven for my uh, my record. All right, so I am one win ahead of you right now. I have them going nine and five that month with an eleven and six overall record. So I think right now it'd be a great time to go ahead and take a quick break so we can reset. We'll come back, look at the month of December and the month of January right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Fox, we're back. Month of December in-season tournament will be played that second week. But before we get to that, we have a back-to-back against Miami on the road. So kind of interesting here because we saw that we played Philadelphia, had a day off, played Philadelphia again on the road. Well, fast forward two weeks later, you played Miami on a Thursday, you have a day off, then you play them again Saturday on the road. Do you have the Pacers winning this game or do you have them losing this one? I have the Pacers winning this game. Okay, same here. Here's the thing. Look, Miami, you know it's going to be tough, but you just feel like this time around we're not going to be bullied. Nothing's going to be easy. Nothing's going to be given, but we're going to fight, and I think that the Pacers can split those two games against the Heat by taking the second one, um, which is also, like you mentioned, in Miami in the midst of of a road trip that's uh, six games long. Totally agree with that one. Now we get another tough game. Well, not a tough game. This is actually a pretty easy one. We got the Detroit Pistons on the road as our next scheduled game as we have that week off there for the in-season tournament. We don't know what those two games could be if we don't make the tournament, but we know the next scheduled game is on the 11th against Detroit. To me, this one feels like a win. I mean, I don't know how you expect to like lose all or win all your games against Detroit, but you probably got to at least win three of the four against them to feel pretty good about yourself making the playoffs. This is where I have a loss to Detroit, okay? Because exactly the reason you said, look, are we better than the Pistons? Yes, I definitely think so. Are you like all four games better, like a a season sweep better than the Pistons? I don't know. They have a young athletic team that on some nights could surprise you. I think this is the night coming after a good win against the Heat. Pacers kind of let their guard down a bit. They, uh, They catch an L to Detroit. Yeah, and right now it's really hard to figure this one out because, like we said, that week in between, we don't know what games they could play. So it yep. could be like they really need this win based on the two games they had to play before that. So I have them winning this one. I have them actually losing to Detroit later on as we uh, go through this exercise to get one loss to them. But now we're on the road against Milwaukee after Detroit because this is a technically a six-game road trip if you conclude the last game of November. But for the month of December, we start off things with five road games here. So we're on the road against Milwaukee. And this is the one, Fachi, I just said, okay, we're probably going to lose this one. Yeah, I have us penciled in for a loss. It's just on the road against Milwaukee. I mean, think about that. It's just such a tall task for a Pacers team that, A, wasn't that great on the road by any means. But, B, you're talking about, against the Bucks, So, yeah. no, there was no scenario where I could pick a win there. No, I totally agree. And then on Friday, the Pacers are in the nation's capital, taking on Roosters, Washington Wizards. Um, yep. Who do you who do you have one in that game, Pacers or Roosters, Wizards? You couldn't pay me to pick Roosters, Wizards to win this game. There's no scenario where I could see a loss against the Wizards. I, it would be a massive <laughs> letdown. The Pacers are taking this. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cockle-doodle do. They're going down. Okay, so then they have a second out of a back-to-back on the road against Minnesota after being in Washington. They're kind of going all over the place on this little East Coast road trip. What do you think happens here on the road that Saturday against Minnesota? I think it's a loss. I, yeah. I think, you know, even I know we're recording this after Anthony Edwards dropped 30-plus in, you know, <laughs> for FIBA, but it's just like, man, he's going to be good. And I, I just think that that's going to be a tough one for the Pacers to walk out with a win. I got him out with an L. 
Yep, same here. We're, we're pretty much in sync so far besides that Detroit game, so I'm interested to see how this next one plays out. They, they're at home against the Clippers. Do you think they get that win? I think they take one. I ah, think they take it okay. from the Clippers. Because the, one of the hardest things is to be like, where are you going to schedule an upset? Because you know what's going to happen at some point. Like The Pacers aren't going to lose every game that you might think they should lose. Last year, they took one from the Clippers. I think that was the game that you were at, right? Yeah, it was a great game. I got free tickets, set about like 12 rows up behind the Clippers bench and watched Tyrese Halliburton close it out on New Year's Eve. It was such a special game. I was having a lot of fun. And I think that's actually the game that Rooster choked with the shrimp cocktail eating contest. So (laughs) I told him I would not bring it up on the podcast anymore, but it does relate here to the, the Clippers game just because that was when he made his appearance. In our setting, the pay shirt, my wife was freaking out because somebody had our podcast shirt on. It was on the Jumbotron. And then, yeah, that performance did not do well. But, <laughs> I mean, I like the I like the pick. You never know who was going to play for L.A. And I wish – never. Know, know. We, I, it would, I would love to know if there's a way we could, like, look at everybody's schedule to see what everybody's stuff is. But that's just too complicated. I'm not going to spend all the time doing that. So, I had a scheduled loss here. I just felt like this is a tough okay. one. They lose two in a row, but they bounce back with a win at home against Charlotte. Um, after that game against the Clippers. And I just feel like home games after a road trip, even if it's an Eastern Conference road trip, are just really difficult. And when you're playing a good team like the Clippers, it could go either way. And I know it'll be a good challenge for them, but I just felt like I'm going to take the loss here, but pick up the W against Charlotte. Uh, We're picking up the W against Charlotte as well. I got the Pacers winning both of those home games, which feels good because, you know, that that road trip wasn't, you know, wasn't the best. So uh, I... At some point, you know, maybe Charlotte sneaks up on us. But in this scenario, I felt confident in a win. All right. Let's look at this game here against Memphis on the road. What are you thinking? I got a loss. I got a loss. Memphis was good. And at this point, um, I don't know if they'll – I don't it, think they'll have John Morant back by then. Yeah, Will they? It would be – they could because this would be the 25th scheduled game, I believe, That's for the Pacers. Okay. So they Memphis could have – It'd be right around that time frame. I mean, if he's back for that game, yikes. That would yeah. That's a that scheduled loss. <laughs> they still have a good team even without him because you got to remember they traded for Marcus Smart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got the defensive player of the year in Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain just signed a max contract. Like they already have a good team, but I just feel like being on the road, especially coming off of winning two games at home, uh, that one seemed like a tall task. No, I totally agree with that. It's this was a tough one here, Foch. I I felt like Memphis was just going to be the better team here, regardless of who's healthy for the Pacers. So I have the Pacers taking an L here, and I had them also taking another L at home against Orlando. Because I feel like, like you said, the Magic are team you can't sleep on. We already beat them at home once. Maybe we overlooked them a little bit, but I just feel like Orlando might give us some problems here or there when we play them this season. I think it only feels right to at least lose to them once. Yeah, we will not sweep them. In this scenario, I have them as a win, but um, I I could definitely see it going either way because, man, the magic. I mean, you just look at the young talent that they are assembling, and it's just it's a matter of time. In this scenario, I have the Pacers with a win, so we're, uh, you know, we're opposite on this one. Okay, then they have two days off, and they're back on the road against Houston on December 26th after Christmas. How are we feeling about this? I'm feeling pretty good. I know that the Rockets are going to be better. Fred Van Vliet is in town. De- um, uh, Dylan Brooks has been added to the roster as well. And, you know, they had a really good draft. 
I still think the Pacers win this, this game, but you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a close one. Yeah. I, uh, I pick, I'm picking up the W here for the Pacers against Houston, but then I have them actually losing their next game to Chicago. Um, I, I don't know if you feel that same way or not, but I it do. Just, I do. Chicago's a tough team. We're not going to just like, you know, walk on by Chicago. Like, on paper, they are still very much still the same playoff team from a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, uh, th- there's, they got that same court. I mean, yes, there's no Lonzo Ball, but at the same point, a couple of years ago, Chicago was a good team. I just think they massively underperformed last year, and there's still someone that we have to watch over our shoulder with. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. And then they close out the month of December against the New York Knicks at home. What do you got here? Got a loss. Got a loss. Okay. I know I'm higher on the Knicks this year than you are. Yeah. So you know maybe maybe it's opposite for you, but I'm ending this month with two straight losses. I think this is our first game against the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken. It is. So I just feel like Obi Toppin's going to have a game. Okay. I'd love him to. Oh yeah, Yeah. bring it on. Good old game of revenge. What do you call it? A cold. Oh, cold dish. Yeah. Oh man. Revenge is a dish best served cold, right? Absolutely. Okay, so that ends the month of December. I'm kind of curious because this is when I felt like we were kind of all over the place. What was your overall record for the Pacers in the month of December? Six and six. They go 16 and 13 through December on my uh, predictions. Okay, we were both six and six. I have them at 17 and 12, so I'm still a game ahead of you. Yep. Now we're going to move into January, which once again will be a lot of 500 basketball. I feel like based on the schedule – Got some road trips, got some home stands, but starting things off on the road against Milwaukee, Fachi. What do you think? I got an L. Okay. I do. So you got them losing three in a row here now. Uh, I guess I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually going to surprise you here. I have them picking up a win against Milwaukee on the road because I saw them almost do it without Halliburton last year. And then I saw them do it without Halliburton in person last year. I just think this crazy. Pacers team. Could maybe sneak up on Milwaukee. I think Halliburton really wants to play on the road in Milwaukee. I know there's a chance for him to do that in December, but let's just say that that doesn't go as well. I think I had them as a loss there. He wants to get a W in Wisconsin, so I can see them getting a W here. So I'm going to go ahead and split that one. I have them winning on the road, but then coming home just two days later to play Milwaukee again and taking an L in front of their home fans, the Pacers, that is. I got them losing both games to Milwaukee. Wow. It's, it's tough. I know. It's tough. And I, I would love to say, yes, the Pacers are going to win one of those games. But when push came to shove, I could not pick which one it would be to the point where I just went, ah, you know what? I would love to just be wrong. But in the moment, I can't confidently say that the Pacers are going to take any of them. So I have them now on a four-game losing streak with the two back-to-back losses to Milwaukee. And it doesn't get any easier because they play Atlanta that Friday night. Atlanta mm-hmm. had seen that. I'm higher on the New York. Oh, yes, you are. I'm curious. What do you have? Win or loss here? I have a win against the Hawks. Okay. All right, the losing here. streak is snapped for me. Yeah, yeah. I had them winning this game too, which would give them the, their first win in a row now after losing to Milwaukee the game before that for me. And I actually have them beating Boston after that. <laughs> On the second night of a back-to-back, three games and four nights, but I just feel like being at home, they're going to be amped up. They want to play the Celtics and prove they belong. I just I just see a win here against Boston. I don't know why. I just felt pretty good about this one. I do not have a win there because, okay. you know, like you mentioned, 
There's a whole back-to-back going on. I think the Pacers end up picking up an L. Yep. But we're picking up a dub on the next game against the Boston Celtics, which is also at home. So I'm splitting those two. Yeah, we have them flipped, which is Mm -hmm. interesting because it probably makes more sense to do it how you did it. Just yeah. because you don't see it, but that's why I was trying to be a little different. Because like, no, no, we yeah, always feel like, We always feel like, oh, you know, back to back, three. You probably games lose this game. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, yeah. they win those games. You're like, how'd they win that one? And it's like, okay, so yeah. I, I have them flip with that one, but I think we both have them taking a big W against Washington to finish out that five game home stretch there. Massive. I mean, just one of those like when you're talking about like a big W. I'm talking about one of those like pretzels that i got when we went to the game where it was just like this is for one person like a big old dub against the washington wizards at home okay so let's just kind of set this up here because now they go on a six game road trip at atlanta at denver at utah at sacramento at portland and at phoenix what would be a good record for that road trip for you i mean look if they can go three and three i think that's a win okay well i have them doing that okay but I have them probably winning games you don't expect. So mm-hmm. I've got them losing to Atlanta so on I. the road after just beating them the previous week. But I actually have them beating Denver to start things off on the West Coast road trip. I, I could promise you that I heavily debated that because I yeah. could see there's always one game on the schedule that the Pacers win and the hype is through the roof. Last year is like when we beat the Lakers or, you know, beating the Warriors, like having like that moment of like, oh my God, like anything could happen. And I tried to find that game, but I felt like, man, the Denver game, that could be it. But I just couldn't get myself to pick the Pacers in that game. Yeah, they played them pretty well last year. It's going to be an interesting game, Pachi. One, because it tips off at 3.30 p.m. time in Denver. Or actually, that'd be Eastern Standard Time here for the Pacers. So that's pretty early for Denver. So that's about 1.30, I would believe. And you also have to remember, this is Bruce Brown ring ceremony night because that'll be his only time in Denver to get his rings. So I think we might be getting some magical powers there from Bruce Brown wanting to show out for his Denver Nugget Nugget fans. So that's why I'm picking up the W here. And now I will say this. I felt like it was a bit of a scheduled loss here next as they play a back-to-back after that game in Denver against Utah the next night at 9 o'clock. I have them losing that game to Utah. Do you have them picking up a W? I have them picking up a W. You okay. know, I could definitely see in your scenario, like they're coming off that high of winning against Denver and then just kind of come out a little bit flat against Utah. Yeah, I have it the opposite. I have the Pacers beating the Utah Jazz. Okay, so we split those two games there, have two days off, then they have a back-to-back against the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. What do you got going on here? Fortunately, I have the Kings winning. I mean, last year when, when the Pacers went to Sacramento, that was a, a ruckus of a crowd. I mean, they were wild. And the Pacers just, it was Halliburton coming out there, playing a little bit too fast. They had our number in that game. So I, I'm i unfortunately going with the Kings getting that win. Okay, and what about Portland? Oh, Pacers picking up a win in Portland. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that last year was a good test for Halliburton. To experience that environment. He got through it. Buddy healed, same thing. He's probably going to get booed if he's still on the roster at this point. I think the Pacers pick up the W. I, I think the nice. I think the Pacers pick up the W against Sacramento to kind of prove, like, okay, this is like Tyrese is taking that next step, potentially all NBA kind of guy. And then you got, you know, 
the Kings, who knows how good they're going to be this year? Expectations, Nobody knows. Expectations they, are probably pretty high for them after they being are. three seed last year. So they could be a team that had a lot of pressure on them uh, this coming season where they didn't have hardly any last year. Maybe they take a step back or not. But Chris Duarte is going to want his revenge in this one. But I just feel like Tyrus Halliburton is going to want to show Sacramento like last year was just a fluke. I'm here to prove how good I am. I think they picked this one up. And like you said, I picked. I think they picked the one up in uh, Portland. So that would give them their three wins right there, Fachi, for me on this road trip with just Phoenix left. And that is where I have them ending the road trip with a loss. Just feels like a really tough thing to kind of close out a long road trip in Phoenix, that talented of a roster, and, and pick up a win. Oh, man, if there's one game on the whole entire schedule that is penciled in as a loss, it's got to be that game <laughs> where the Pacers are just like, just get me out of here and back to Indiana. I just feel like that game against Phoenix is going to be super tough. I have the Pacers losing that game. Okay, and then I actually have them losing to Denver back at home just because every time you talk about a a home game after a long road trip like that, it always feels like a scheduled loss. Them already beating Denver in my uh, picks the previous week. I think Denver gets their revenge. Now, you had the Pacers losing to Denver on the road trip. Do you have them beating Denver on their way back home? I wish I did, but I don't. I think at this at this situation, Denver takes this one when the Pacers return back home. And then people start to say, oh, man, this Pacers team really – they, they got to get it together. What's going on? This is This is when things are starting to slip a little bit. But uh, unfortunately, I have Denver winning that game. Okay, so we got four games left. We got three more at home, Philadelphia and Phoenix back-to-back. That's a tough back-to-back. And then you got Memphis just, you know, two days after that Phoenix game. So let's look at that Philadelphia game. What do you got here for the Pacers? I got the Pacers taking the win. And Same. look for Philly at this point. Who knows what, what we're looking at in Philly? Has Harden been moved? Maybe he hasn't. But I think this is when the tides start to shift on – the Pacers being the little brother for Philly. I think Philly's going to be a good team. Probably finish, you know, I would say more than likely finish with, with a much better record, but I don't think it's going to be like the last few years where it hasn't even been close. That's the second win that I have for the Pacers against the 76ers, which that, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Philly team is really up in the air right now with James Harden and the recent stuff with Joel Embiid. We just don't know what this team is going to look like at all. So we have an idea that they'll still be pretty competitive. But like you said, this is an opportunity for the Pacers to kind of put their foot down and say, hey, Philly, we're not scared of you anymore. And I think this is a chance right now where they get a win because I have them picking up three losses in a row here, Fachi, to end the month of January, which I felt a little bit sick doing. But home versus Phoenix, home versus Memphis, and then on the road against Boston, I just don't see a great opportunity here for a win. Either do I. I have the Pacers going three straight losses, Suns, Grizzlies, Boston. That is a brutal stretch. You know John Morant will be back for that one. That that game is not in question in regards to his suspension. So it just feels like if I couldn't find him that win against Philly, I would have had them you know, ending on a, a six-game losing streak in the month, yep. and that just felt like way too much. Therefore, I have the Pacers going 6-11 and 11 in the month which puts them at 22 and 24 through the month of January by my predictions. Okay, so I'm a little bit better. I have them finishing 8-9 and nine this month, going 25-21 and 21 overall on the season. So still above 500 at the end of January after coming through a tough stretch. 
And then February to me feels a little bit easier of a schedule. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it does look like on paper yeah. the opponents are much, not much more beatable, but they they feel a little bit easier, not as not as strong as some of these teams we're seeing in January. So I had them finishing just one game below 500 here at eight and nine with an overall record of 25 and 21. And you said their overall record was what again? 22 and 24 through the month of January. Okay. So they are under 500 heading into February. Let's go ahead and take our last break. When we come back, we will close out this prediction podcast with February, March, and April. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, let's jump into Avachi. The month of February, interesting month. Starting things off on the road, Thursday, 730, Madison Square Garden. I'm sure you'll be in the building. I'm curious. That I will. Are the Pacers winning this game and breaking the Fachi curse? That curse is going to be snapped, snapped <laughs> like a twig over your knee. The Pacers are picking up the win in MSG. I was there last time when Halliburton went down, as did the season. This is how we make it right. I'll be in the building to reverse the curse, and we're starting off February with a win. Boom, I feel the exact same way, and I am never one to pick against the Fanchi curse, but I'm doing it this time. Hey. There we go. Maybe you won't be there for some reason. Maybe we're predicting this I don't in know. the future. I don't know, but I think I'll be there. I got the Pacers beating the Knicks on the road, and then they come home that Friday night after that game to play the Sacramento Kings on the second night of a back-to-back, third game in four nights. Are they getting a win against the Sacramento Kings in Indianapolis? That they are, and I wanted to pick them to win in Sacramento, but I knew it would be tough. But coming back home, it's going to be a whole different ball game for those Kings. And I think that the Pacers get that win. I think Buddy, if he's if he's still there, and Tyrese have a smile ear to ear, and this one feels good. Yep, I have him sweeping the Kings, Fotch. I have him winning this game too, starting out the month of February very hot. I actually have them going on a little bit of a winning streak because the Charlotte Hornets are next up on the clock. And on the road, yeah, you're back on the road, but I think the Hornets here – I don't know. I just don't have a good vibe about the Hornets this year. I just feel like the Pacers match up well with them, and they're going to take care of business and get this victory on the road. I completely agree with you. I could not pencil in a Charlotte win for for the Hornets. I just didn't know where it was going to come, and I thought to myself, you know what? This this could be tough, but at this point, I just feel confident enough that the Pacers start to hit their stride in the month of February, and they take down the Charlotte Hornets. Totally agree, and this is where I think the winning streak does not stop. It continues because they're back home for the Houston Rockets, and like you said, they are a better team. It'll be a competitive game. I think this is one where maybe Tyrese gets a nice little game winner, 
Makes Ooh. you sweat a little bit against Fred Van Vliet, but the Pacers pull out the dub against the Houston Rockets. Fachi, this would put us going on a four-game winning streak for me. Are you are you following suit here? I'm following suit. I'm on board. Ring that winning streak up to four games. Look, the Houston Rockets, Tyrese had an unbelievable game last year against Houston. I think he had like 19 assists or something like that, but he also banged his knee in that game, I remember, and that, uh, that ended up leading to him missing some time. But it was a great win. Pacers won in overtime. I don't think it's going to take overtime this time, but the Pacers are walking out with a win against the Houston Rockets at home. All right, let's press your luck, brother. Are we going to see a five-game winning streak with the Golden State Warriors coming to town that Thursday? Don't think we are. And yeah. look, the Pacers have beaten the Warriors. I think I think each of the last you know two seasons or so, but I, I don't think it's going to be this time. I'm really curious. I'm going to look real quick to see what the Warriors' schedule is because I'm curious to see if that game could be a rest night for them. You know what I mean? Hey, hey look, I'll take it any way we can get it. If that's a rest night, then, yeah, sign me up. But it'll be tough because every now and then, you know, there there could be a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson out. This is interesting. Okay, so they are on a five-game road trip. The last game is in Indiana oh. that night. And they played previously before that against Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. That is a back-to-back for them. Wow, three games and four nights at that point. So I'm going to – And then think of it this. It's not just that they're, you know, going back home. They're going back home to play Phoenix. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big game that there could be maybe maybe Steph Curry or Clay or, or someone, maybe it's a couple of guys, rest for that Pacers game, given that it is – at the end yeah. of that road trip. I, I originally had this as a loss, but I'm changing it to a win. I think the Pacers go on a five-game winning streak here to start the month of February. Oh, I man. think they're going to beat the Warriors. I, I would love that, and if I wasn't a you know a so-so math guy, maybe I'd make the change, but well, I already got everything penciled <laughs> out, and I'm not, I'm not changing what I got, so well, I'll go with a loss, but if there's that scenario that you mentioned, that could very well be a win. Yeah, so this is where I have the Pacers breaking that winning streak. They're going to lose on the road to New York. I think I, after beating them the previous week, the Fachi curse is back on, and they go Oh, my God. Oh, oh geez. Look, <laughs> you know, at some point, if, if I win once, it can't be like they're It's got to be broken if you do win that one. Yes, okay. And I, I think the Pacers, unfortunately, lose that game, but the, the curse has been buried at six feet deep in the ground. But, unfortunately, I am in attendance Catching another L. Okay, now after we get that loss, we're going to go on the road. Still got a three-game road trip here before All-Star Weekend. Obviously, we know this is the case because they're trying to get Indianapolis ready, so Pacers can't be there. Playing the Charlotte Hornets. This is where I originally had a win, but because I gave them the win against Golden State, we're going to lose this game to Charlotte here, Fachi. I Like you said earlier, it's hard to find a, a, a loss against Charlotte, but I just feel like I got to at least give them – one win against us, so that one felt the most realistic. That is 110% my theory. I have a loss to the Hornets here because I went through everything. I went, man, are we really four games better than the Hornets? Like a 4-0 sweep type of situation? I went, no, we're not. Like Charlotte's not, not going to be good, but I, I think at any point they could take a game from us, so I have a loss. Okay, we're going to close things out before All-Star Weekend against the Raptors on the road. What do you think? Fortunately, I have a loss here as well. I think this is where the Pacers are really just kind of limping into all-star break a bit, but um, it's it's unfortunate. That's what I got. 
Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to beat Toronto because at this point, I think you okay. could see Pascal Siakam off the off the, the Raptors. I, I think there could. could be some trades because at this point, we already have the trade deadline. So Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I have them beating Toronto here, and then we have All-Star Weekend. Hopefully Tyrese Halliburton is representing the franchise in the All-Star game. Maybe Buddy Hilda and Tyrese are still on the roster and they're rep- – well, no Tyrese will be, but maybe Buddy Hill's still on the roster and he's representing the team in the three-point contest. Maybe Obi Toppins in the uh, dunk contest. We'll see what happens. But they close out the month of February on a four-game home stand here. Detroit at home feels like a lock for a win. I'm going with a win. And not only am I going with a win, but I, I now feel – really dirty about picking a loss to the Raptors because that could be a bare bone Raptors team right now. And I'm really debating changing that because uh, yeah, I think that's going to be like, they have sold off everybody, but going back to the Detroit, I, I already picked Detroit to beat us in, in one of the fewer games and yeah. one of the earlier games. I have the Pacers catching a dub against Detroit after the all-star break at home. Yeah. I'm the same way. I have them beating Detroit here and then they got two days off and they welcome in the Dallas Mavericks. On a Sunday, I really wanted to pick a win here, Vachi. Really wanted to do it, but I couldn't. I picked Dallas to win this game. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Pacers are going to be a little bit just frustrated. They don't get the W, but I do think that Dallas is a very good team. And with Luka getting into the best shape of his life, hopefully Kyrie Irving can figure things out. I just felt like this was a tough one. I gave the Mavericks um, a win here. Yeah, I'm going with the Mavs as well. I just think that this is going to be like a redemption season for Dallas. They really underperformed last year, and I, I think that uh, they'll give us some fits. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, we did not play well against Dallas, and uh, that was without you know Kyrie Irving being there. So, uh, actually, one time I think we did beat them with Kyrie, but there was another game where they played us well. So, regardless, mm-hmm. I, I think that the Dallas Mavericks take this one. For sure, and honestly, this is where I have us losing again. I have us actually losing to Toronto on this one because – if you look at my previous picks, I think I had the Pacers beating Toronto in every game up until this point. So I thought we got to lose at least one to Toronto. I think we played them later in like April. So maybe I had a loss there. I can't remember, but I did pick a loss here too, just knowing it's a back-to-back and those are always tough. So I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to be a little unbiased here. I'm going to give the Pacers a loss here to Toronto after losing a close one to Dallas. Just part of the way the schedule goes, it's just like, you know, you're going to have some tough games and it might not always be like, a lot of wins in a row, a lot of losses in a row, but you might have two losses here and there. Yeah, I mean, no, I definitely hear you. The fact that I had had the Raptors beating the Pacers the previous time is why I felt a little bit better about the Pacers winning this game against Toronto. So I think at that point, look, we, we look at the Raptors, no matter who they have out there at times, that they've been, you know, long, athletic, a tough team. You know, you, it's not a guarantee to beat them every time. So, well, I, I would say any time. I mean, they've mm-hmm. had our number before, but – Things are starting to change. I have the Pacers beating the Raptors in this situation. Okay. And then the last game of February at home against the Pelicans. Win or loss? I'm going with a win to end okay. out the month on uh yeah, two-game winning streak to end the month for the Pacers. Okay, yeah. So I have them winning this one too. So that would be for me where they go two and two to end the month after the all-star break. I think you would have them at three and one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh well Only lost uh, Dallas, yes right? yes you're right three okay. and one to end uh, th- that month okay so let me ask you this what was your overall record for the month of February seven and five in the month of February and the boys are twenty nine and twenty nine back to five hundred uh, with my predictions okay so I have them going eight and four Fachi in the month of February 
current record is 33 and 25 for me. Wow. I mean, let's just stop for one quick second. If the the Pacers are 33 and 25 that late in the season, the fan base is going to be running wild because (laughs) it's just going to be, that's the, yeah, that is at that point, like I think, you know, you don't want to say the best case scenario, but that is a such a good scenario for where this team's at. Just before Chad Buchanan was even saying, let us, we'll let you know in January how we feel about this mm-hmm. team. And look, I think at that point, if they're 33 and 25, like you mentioned, I mean, you got to be absolutely thrilled about what you're watching because you're watching, in my opinion, I would, you got to be a top six seed at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about this team. I, I still think that the next month is going to be pretty challenging, though, going into March, because they got a lot of road trips. And so yep. that's where they only have five home games in the month of March, where I think it's going to get more difficult. And we'll talk about that, because I have the Pacers starting out the month of March, the loss to the New Orleans Pelicans on the road after playing them at home, getting the win. I think they go to New Orleans, end up getting the loss there. And that's a little bit of a tough stretch there, but I, I, I think that this is a interesting month here to start things off. Pelicans, they're a weird team. Like, like they're one of those teams where they could beat anybody in the league, but they could also lose anybody. You just never know what oh, you're yeah. going to get. No, you never know. I remember last year when we beat the pay, uh, the Pelicans early in the year, they were the one seed in the West. And it was like, whoa, it felt, it felt like a big win because you look on paper, Zion, CJ McCollum, just Brandon Ingram, everybody else. But then their season really went down south afterwards. I have the Pelicans picking up a win here. So we take the L. Uh, look, I don't, I don't think that we're going to go, you know, back to back on them and beatable time. So I had a splitting those two games, but we start out, uh, the month with a loss. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting because I actually have a three game winning, <laughs> winning streak going on next time here, Fachi, the next three games, okay. which is a little bit surprising because they're at San Antonio and at Dallas and then home versus Minnesota. I personally just feel like we're going to feel like the pace of riding a high before it gets really kind of dark here after this, but I think San Antonio is going to be beatable. Who knows if Wimbenyama is playing a bunch at this point. I think that Rick Carlisle always does a great job coaching in Dallas and Tyrese and Luca had a really fun matchup last year. I know that they might have our number a little bit this year, but even if it's a redemption season, I think we're going to split these games like we did last year. And I think we're going to end up winning once again on the road. Miles Turner loves playing in Dallas too. And then Minnesota, this is a really fun team, but I thought we competed extremely well against them last year, both on the road and at home. I think the last time we played them on the road, it was like coming off a long road trip last year. It's kind of a random game on the way back, and we still almost won that game. And then the game that they played here, I think that's when Benedict Matherin looked like Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter. So that's to me where I'm like, okay, I'm going to give them three games in a row here before things get a little bit dark for the team, in my opinion. But I'm curious what you think for that second week of March. What do you got with those three games? I got the boys taking down the Spurs. I got an unfortunate loss against the Mavs. And then I have the boys responding at home against the Timberwolves with a win. So they go two and one in that stretch where you had them going three and out. Okay, so we're not that far off. And then the next no. week, they've got some interesting games at Orlando, at OKC, back home for Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back, and then they play Brooklyn. What do you got going on there? I had a loss to Orlando because yeah, same here. You know, we earlier had the Pacers beating Orlando. I mentioned it. We're not just going to sweep them. This Orlando team, they're going to have their surprises. They had a stretch last year, but they were taking down the Celtics. They were taking down a bunch of good teams. So the Magic beat us at OKC. I have as a loss. I, I think that the 
Thunder are going to be an improved team. You're adding Chet Holmgren to the mix. You know, another year of, of Jalen Williams, Shea Gilgis Alexander, just good players on that team. So I have the Pacers losing both games on the road. And then do you want me to cover uh, the, the Bulls in Brooklyn? Go ahead. I have them picking up a win against the Bulls and a win against Brooklyn. So they go two and two in that stretch of the four games. Ironically enough, we had the exact same picks for that hey. for that week. So two losses to the O teams and then yep. a win against the Eastern Conference teams. And then they come back home to finish out that road trip or that home stand. After playing Chicago and Brooklyn, they play the Cavaliers at home. I had them taking a loss to Cleveland. As did I. I just feel like the Cavs, I mean, look, I, I mentioned, uh, I think I had, I might have had a win earlier against the Cavs. I know you did. Maybe that's what it was. They're yeah, a good team. They are a good team. And I, I know that the Cavs were a much better team at home than they were on the road. But at the same point, I, I just felt like, hey, the Pacers are taking two games at home. They probably lose that game to the Cavs, and then they go on the road. Yeah, so this is where the losing streak starts for me. I actually have them losing to Detroit before they go on their West Coast road trip because I said I had to put a loss in there, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good opportunity for the, the Pistons kind of sneak up on them because I think they know that they'll probably need to win that game after losing to Cleveland and then seeing the teams they have in front of them, Golden State, both of the L.A. teams, and Chicago, and you know four games and six nights. But still, I, I just feel like Detroit at this point – could be eliminated, could be playing for nothing, could be trying just to play carefree, and that could be something that hurts the Pacers a little bit, who might be a little bit more tight, positioning themselves for a better playoff spot. So I had Detroit picking up a win here, the Pacers extending that losing streak to two games. I already got my Detroit L over with. In this scenario, I have the Pacers beating the Pistons. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew that the Pistons were going to get one of one game off of us at least. They already got theirs earlier. This one is going to the Pacers. All right. We're on the road against Golden State. What do you think happens here? I don't feel great about it. I think when we went through it, the, the last scenario against Golden State that you mentioned felt a lot more promising where, yes, they could potentially rest players. In this scenario, I just felt like Golden State picks up the win. Yeah, so here is a little bit of information on that. The Warriors will be on a three-game home stretch here. When, they, when the Pacers come to town, it'll be the last – home game for the Warriors when the Pacers visit before they go on another road trip for about seven, eight or seven games after that. So I think they'll definitely want to win this one pretty badly. So I'm going to pick the Warriors to win this one that way that it would extend my Pacers losing streak on this month of three games. And I'm actually going to make it four because I think the Lakers remember what Andrew Nimhart did to him last year. While I would love to see the Pacers win this one, it's on Miles Turner's birthday. I just feel like, Unfortunately, this could be a loss for the Indiana Pacers on the road against the Lakers. Yeah, I, I have a loss. And I wanted to say, like, oh, you know what? Hey, we beat the Lakers last year. You know, we could do it again. But I just felt like in the midst of everything that's going on during that road trip, I felt like this was a loss as well. Yeah, and it's tough because I like playing the Lakers earlier in the year instead of late in March. That's just where oh, it gets yeah. really tough. So I mean, they were a completely different team second half of the year. I mean, you know, whoever's on that Lakers team now probably ain't staying because mm-hmm. come the trade deadline, they could re- retool, you know, rehaul that whole team just like they did. They ended up becoming one of the best defensive teams second half of the year. Yet when we played them earlier, they just looked all disorganized. So mm-hmm. tough time to play them. All right, then you got to play the Clippers second out of a back to back. What are you thinking it's here? A- 
It's a loss. I already had the Pacers beat the Clippers earlier. If we yeah. if we beat them twice, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I actually had us getting swept by the Clippers this year, which was not what I originally wanted to do, but I just felt like that's a really tough road trip. I, I don't know why. I just don't love this road trip, seeing the Warriors, then the Lakers, yeah, and then the Clippers. It just seems like a lot of tough games and a, and a weird stretch. And then you have two Eastern Conference games scheduled on the road to kind of sandwich that road trip. So they play Chicago after that before they come home. And I actually have them beating Chicago on the road on their way back home to Indiana. As do I. And look, I, I know we mentioned earlier, you don't want to overlook the Bulls. I have the Bulls beating us at least once, but I felt like that was the the get right game where it's like, hey, you got to show some life. And I think in that scenario, the Pacers do. They walk away with a win. Yeah, for sure. And then to close out the month of March, I have them actually beating the Lakers. As do I. And okay. I know I told you before, look, it's a bad time to play them, but I just feel like there's going to be some time where we're going to sneak up on the Lakers where they might overlook us. But I don't think that we're going to overlook the Lakers. And I think the Pacers can snag one of the two games against Lakers. Yeah, that's why I felt like at home, we always play the Lakers well at home for whatever reason. Fans get out for it, and that's a fun thing. So there we go, Fachi. That is the month of March. What was your record for those 15 games? Seven and eight. That has the Pacers at 36 and 37 for me. Okay, I had the same thing, seven and eight with an overall record of 40 and 33. So they're staying pretty good above 500 at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the season this year, man. I'm telling you. I, you are. And look, I, I love it. I'm not going to rain on your parade. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I guess I'm the Grinch out here. But at the same point, to basically have them at, as a 500 team that late is is really solid because I just feel like if you can play 500 basketball, you could at least be in the play-in. That's what you would imagine. Yeah, for sure. So then we move on to the month of April, and I actually have the Pacers having a under 500 record for this month, but I don't feel like the opponents are that tough. I really don't. You've got Brooklyn twice, OKC, Miami, Toronto, Cleveland, and Atlanta. Let's start things off here to close this out. At home against Brooklyn, win or loss? Win to start out the month. Yep, so three games in a row here for the Pacers on a winning streak after beating Chicago and the Lakers. To close March, they get the win against Brooklyn. Then they go back on the road against Brooklyn. What do you got? A win, and I'll tell Another you why. Another one, okay. Uh, yes, I have the boys getting hot during this span because they need to. They're fighting for it. These are now becoming the big games that guys like Halliburton and Buddy and you know Nemhard and Matherin haven't played in yet. True. Because these are being treated like playoff games. Yeah, I just think it's tough to beat opponents that you just play like that in like a two-game series, even though they're both at ones that they're like a like a road home split. So I had the Pacers winning the one at home against Brooklyn, but losing to them on the road, which you'll probably be in that. You'll probably be at that game too. So I don't feel bad about picking oh, yeah. a loss there because you'll hey, be there. So we'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have the Pacers winning when it mattered. So at that point, they're they're two and zero to start the month. You have them at one and one. Now we're talking about OKC, mm, a home game against OKC. And this is one that I feel like is almost like a bloodbath. It's a battle. But the Pacers are coming out on top with it, Man, playing some of their Five best, wins in a row. Five wins playing some of their best basketball when it matters most. Okay, I have OKC. Uh, I actually have a beating OKC, so I'm not surprised that we both have them beating OKC here because – I've seen TJ McConnell put OKC in the grinder. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> and in the blender. So, 
you know, OKC, like we talked about, I think they're a good team, but maybe they got a little bit too overhyped last year. I don't know. We'll see how they play this year. I mean, not trying to discredit SGA or any of their young players, but they got a lot of expectations heading into this year where they didn't have as much last year. So I've got the Pacers winning this one, but then I have the Pacers going on a three-game losing streak, Fachi. Oof. I have them well, losing at home to Miami, then on the road against Toronto and Cleveland. I have them losing to Miami. That's that's going to be a tough one, even though it's at home. Beating Toronto. I think okay. Toronto is going to want no part of a win there. Yeah, it's probably true. You know, we also got to factor in, remember, their, their pick, it's only top six protected. Otherwise, mm. it's going to San Antonio. Cool. So factor that in. So I think the Pacers beat Toronto, and then I think they lose to Cleveland yep. uh, at that point. So I have them lose two of the three that you have them losing you know, three straight. Yeah, and for whatever reason, like I, I know that I brought up the whole Pascal Siakam thing back in like February when I was talking about why I had us beating Toronto on the road. I always feel like these trap games kill the Pacers. It's like yeah. Toronto is playing carefree. They don't need to win. There's no reason for them to win. They're probably going to be a bottom five team anyway, so they're not really worried about their positioning because they're not going to be able to change that much with the final three games of the year. But I can see the Pacers like having to win this game for whatever reason to like keep them from like being like a six for seven. And then they just go in there and choke that game away. It just feels like something the Pacers would do. It, it could happen. I mean, we, we, we choked away an L last year when we beat the Knicks at the end of the season. So it's like, look, anything could happen. You never know. I think Portland who looked like they were never going to win again, won a random game at the end of the year. So anything is possible, but I had the Pacers taking care of business against Toronto. And then we mentioned, uh, they pick up another loss against the Cavs. I think the Cavs are kind of that team that's going to have our number next year. But then that leaves the regular season finale against the Hawks. What do you have? We're rocking the Hawks, baby. Finishing out the year with a dub. So we start out the year with the win against Washington and end it with a win against Atlanta. That is how I see it. I have the Pacers winning that game, and that game is going to be massive for the Pacers for for you know what I have on the season, which is Five and two in the month of April, which is you're going to need every single game you can get, which will take the boys to 41 and 39. That does okay. not count for the two in-season games that we don't know about, but two games above 500. If you if you look at it here, I mean, the, the seven-seed Hawks were 41 and 41 last year. Yeah. It, it took them in the play, and you know, the Heat, 44 and 38. So that has two games above 500 should have the Pacers in that seven to eight category. Okay. I had them going three and four this month, and I have them finishing 43 and 37. All right. So, so two wins six, ahead. Six games above 500. But my whole thought this whole year was I think they're going to win 43 games and lose 39. So I would say the two games that they play that first or that second week of December, or I guess it's the first real full week of December during that end season tournament, I think they're probably going to lose those two games would be my guess. So 43 and 39 is what I want to, what I kind of anticipate them finishing the year with. But for this exercise for the 80 games, I have them going 43 and 37. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that that shows, if anything, we're higher on the Pacers than what Vegas is saying. Yeah. Vegas had them slated at one point, I think it was 35 wins. I don't know if it went up. It might have went up to like 36 and a half or something of the sort, but it's sub 37 wins for sure. I have them, you know, making it to 41 wins. You have them at 43. I think that that would be a, a solid improvement, you know, dating back to last season at 35 wins. I know it's not, uh, you know, we're not 
moving mountains over here saying that we're going to be a team that's going to go from 35 wins to maybe, you know, 45 to 50. But I think to win an additional, say, six to eight games is a pretty solid improvement when you were the first team to not make the play-in. Yeah, and that's that's where it's really tough. You know, there's always going to be one team that takes that big jump that you're not expecting like the Kings did last year. Could it be the Pacers? Mm, Maybe. (laughs) I'm not going to say no, but I just feel like there's good vibes about this team. It feels like everyone's pretty excited about what they could do. And like like we talked about, like this is a team that could make some trades. They very well could. And if they do that, does that impact their overall win-loss record? It could in a positive. So I don't know. I just feel like 43 feels about right for this year. I, I think they're going to be above 500. It's going to be real close. 42, 40, 41 and 41 doesn't sound terrible either. I mean, a 500 team sounds about right, but that's why I just went two games above 500 for them in terms of the win total. So fun exercise, Fachi. I know we spent a lot of time kind of going through this schedule and we'll be done talking about the schedule after this episode, but go ahead and let the people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers talk. You can find us on Facebook at setting the pace. You can find us on TikTok at setting the pace and Alex tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go to youtube.com slash setting the pace of Pacers podcast where you can find all of our video content. That's right. What else would you go to YouTube for? Not anything but video content. So thank you all so much for subscribing there and checking out all of our content there. And I talked about it a little bit last week, but I'm going to tease it again. Be on the lookout for us uploading all of our episodes to the YouTube page by the start of the season. But Fachi, if you're excited for the Pacers to get above 500 in the win-loss uh, total record, Then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop. Smooth. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.